I mean, you're the yes. professional at this. I'm I mean, not. Look at you've been a TikTok superstar. <laughs> I've been so, a YouTube short superstar. TikTok is. We're getting TikTok there. TikTok sucks, man. TikTok freaking sucks. It's, I, it's finicky. Right? It's, finicky. it's mostly. Is finicky, finicky a real word? Yeah. Is it? Do we like? Yep. Where was it on here that we had the argument about wheeled barrel versus wheeled borrow, or was that a broadcast that I did with Weaver? I think that was a broadcast, but we've uh, we uh, it probably was a broadcast because Weaver brought that up with me. I think yeah, recently. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's wool barrel, by the way. No. Barrel. Barrow. B a r r o w. What's a barrow? What's a barrel? Let me know what a barrow is. It's a wheelbarrow. Let me know what a barrel is, and I'll tell you where. Yeah, but it's not a barrel. It's not a barrel. What do you mean where the words connect? What do you think a wheel? What's a barrow? That's what it's called. It's called a wheelbarrow. No, it's. Yes, it is. Search it up. Look it up. I will. I cannot wait. God, I can't type with one hand. I need a microphone with a microphone stand. God damn it. (laughs) Maybe I'll buy you that. It'll be your payment for the year. Wheelbarrow. Oh, look at that. Ugh, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. That's what it's called. Deal with it. Hold on. I'm going to look up the etymology now. The what? Etymology. That's a made-up word. Yeah, so is Will Barrow. <laughs> um, by the way, folks, um, you're watching this. Hey, thanks for tuning in while Davey's looking that up. We're, of course, we're down, uh, we're down one tonight. Uh, Matthew doesn't have power. And he, and he said that it's not likely for him to have power for the next three days. That sucks. <laughs> you remember when I, I had to do that last year? Mm-hmm. In like 10 degree temperatures. It was great. I Listen, I'd it. still be here. All these all these amateurs wouldn't be here, but I'd be here. I'd get on my phone on my phone data. Davey would, Davey would get his generator out. I'd, I'd go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> The worst part was I had I remember I had a big like exam the next day for my um, dynamics class that I was taking, mm-hmm. and this was it was last year, and instead of like going to the library that was like five minutes away, by car I was like no nah, I'm just gonna study in the dark. Right. Yeah. That's what you do. Well, I didn't want to leave Bristol. He was sad. He was scared. And he was cold. You know, I didn't want to do that to him. You gotta stick sure it out, thing, man. You got to gotta um but this not always though right like if i could have taken him with me i would have done that but he can't go to the library yeah he wasn't a student at the university of michigan maybe wish he was we know who is is joe tawanski host of the fake racers podcast and this is what you're watching the fake racers podcast i'm joe that's davy uh post clash edition of the show eh you know yeah pretty much (laughs) excuse me Eh, you know, it was. Yeah. It ran its course. I liked it. At, I liked it in L.A. I liked it at the Coliseum. It seems largely from everyone in the industry and, and like the vibe. General vibe seems that's the last time that's going to happen. Yeah. At the Coliseum. Which is okay. Which it's okay. I, I I liked it for the time it was there. Thought it was cool. Cool market. Cool event. Cool task to build a track inside the Coliseum. No one thought right. it was going to work, and it did for three years. Right. It was cool. Rain its course. Yeah. But it's cool. But we'll get we'll get more to that later. Oh, I mean, let's just get right into the race, though. Denny Hamlin wins the clash. I mean, a race that was dominated by Ty Gibbs. 
Yep. Um, and then ten laps to go, we get a restart. I forget for what. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of tiny spins in the last like fifteen laps. Exactly. Um, so I believe it finished with a green white checkered too. Yes, it did. Because so, there was a yellow coming to the white. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it was it's a clash. It's a clash. Yep. Um, but Hamlin wins. Uh, qualified on pole. All that. I mean. I don't know. It was it was just a race. Yeah, like nothing remarkable happened. Which you're not you don't need something remarkable to happen every year, but it did it did kind of feel like this year's uh, this year's clash kind of like sparked out a little bit. Yeah, I think that there's a reason for that, right? I mean, yeah. Let's let, let's just hey, we're traveling there. Let's just go to it. Uh, NASCAR unprecedented unprecedented move. That mm. word's difficult for me. Um, <laughs> they moved it up a day, right? They did. No heat races, no last chance qualifier. Um, they elected with, to move the race up a day with a very the, crappy like, way to set the field, in my opinion. It was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. I mean, they did unfair. the best that they could do. Yeah. They did the best that they could do. Yeah. It, and it was like they had, it was like a four to five hour, like, mo- like notice, essentially. Yeah. Before the race actually started. So, you know, again, they do what they had to do. It doesn't make it good. It, it like, it, de- th- like, that is definitely part of what killed some of the hype and what exactly. killed some of the, like, memories of the race was just, it happened so fast. And of course they had to, because... LA was underwater. It's still raining. <laughs> like, still, Matt has no power. He's not near LA, but you know, <laughs> he's in California. But un- unprecedented. I I, di- I didn't realize that that had never happened before. And uh, I think um, some props are due for NASCAR for doing that and making that decision. A lot of people said, "Oh, I wish we would have known that by Tuesday." But you don't know. You don't know what the weather is going to look like. Like if they did that and it, it was beautiful on Sunday and it rained on Monday, everybody would be mad. So right. I, I like, I think they did everything that they possibly could. And I was very surprised. I didn't see a lot of weird people on NASCAR Twitter or NASCAR Reddit for that matter who were angry about it. There's just a few people. I just, I wish we would have had some sort of heat race because again, I just, the, the way they set the field was so backwards you know, like, and I, again, I know the time crunch and there's also a part of me that's a little upset that my driver didn't make it in, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just, I, it really, it wasn't fair to that first group of cars that went out. Um, and you could see that progress throughout qualifying cause the track just got faster and faster as laps were yeah. put down. And that's just how new surfaces usually work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I and the other thing was that there was like they got driver comments about it. And like Chase Elliott was like, "Yeah, it's not gonna matter." Blah blah blah. And then, you know, you talk to the colleague guys, or you talk to, I mean, heck, you talk to Christopher Bell, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it did matter <laughs> that there weren't heat yeah. races, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they probably shouldn't have put on scuffs, but yeah, you know. that was a. <laughs> It's kind of the bigger Blaney, problem. Blaney also did that, and he would have missed it if he wasn't if he didn't win the championship last year. Yeah, and then he ended up finishing yeah. third. So, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like they were slow or anything in terms of race pace. Just 
Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's no different than any other race where we last week talked about how we want single car qualifying one at a time and that used to very famously benefit certain cars more than others yeah. depending on when a cloud would hit so i mean it's it's no more or less fair really at the end of the day but you can make the argument that the sanctioning body controlled who got the advantage and who didn't where like cloud cover it's a little more random right i guess did they didn't they send them out there by their practice times no, they put them into groups. Just was, but like it was, it, they were sectioned points. by owners' points. Yeah, but still, if you were in the first group, you're kind of at a disadvantage from the from the jump. Mm. I don't know. I just don't think I care that much. It's the clash. Like, it's, I listen, someone was gonna bebe, Someone was gonna. Right, someone could have right, done right, a heat right. race and got wrecked, which is right. being at a disadvantage. So right. No, no, no. I again, it sucked that that was part of and that, that's just it was deflating i think yeah if eric jones made the race we wouldn't be talking about it though exactly exactly who cares then, right <laughs> um but yeah I, I think it just goes to prove that the clash is so much more than a race because we talked about it just kind of being apathetic towards it being over mm -hmm. um you know you didn't get a halftime performance you didn't have a big crowd you didn't have like all the things that surrounded this race the last two years and everyone's just like okay it's done it's over yeah you know the fanfare yeah. wasn't there, and I think that was such a such a crucial and a big part of the event the last two years that made it so special. And not yeah. having it th this year, you know, it was a blow. Yeah. But know. like we talked about earlier, it's probably the last time they're going to be at the Coliseum. Yes. Um, I don't know where they take it from here. I saw some rumors on where they were looking at taking it. I um, don't think they're going to go to Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I think that's that's kind of dreaming you know i i, I don't yeah. i don't see a way that teams agree to that especially if it continues to kind of be this like very low paying event mm -hmm. right yeah but i also don't agree with like oh let's take it to daytona because that's like uh, like unless they make it like my thing with my, my thing with the daytona thing is every, number one everyone forgets how much they hated it yeah everyone Yep. Everyone that every like like most people like everyone on Twitter especially forgot how much they hated that event. But that's at how Daytona. everything works. That's how everything works. You're right. Um, but also like, what's the point of bringing it back to Daytona if it's going to be like Daytona Saturday Clash, and then there's no more on track activity at Daytona until qualifying on, on Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. Like, there's no point. Right. They're just like it's like we're they're just there for a few days doing absolutely nothing. You know what would be cool? If they found a way to, like, follow the Super Bowl and be, like, the Saturday night before. Yeah, good luck. It, it wouldn't work, but it'd be cool. Good luck. NFL would not. They do not care. They would not want that either. That's no, the, that's they do the not. <laughs> they want to be the only show in town. Fair play to them. Don't blame them. But, yeah, unless unless NASCAR re, like, re, what's, the word, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Rebirth Speed Weeks or Speed Week, I guess in this case. I don't bring it to Daytona. There's yeah, no remember, point. Remember they were, they did the the last clash at Daytona was on like a Tuesday night. Yeah. At the road course. Yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, that was stupid. And then they raced. What did they qualify on the Sunday too? I don't or did remember. They do, or no, no, because that was the first year. Was that the first year we did live Daytona 500 qualifying? I think that was the first year we did the live qualifying. But I don't remember when it was. So that was on a Wednesday night. Because I remember it must was have night, been. So. It must have been. Because we did, yeah, we didn't do it on the weekend or anything like that. Yeah. Or any close, anytime close to the or weekend. Or like a Sunday. Yeah. 
but, but yeah, d- don't bring it to that. Like, Joe, where do you think they should? What, what do you think they should do with the Clash? I mean, I like it as a moving event. I think you have to be more mindful of the teams and their budgets and NASCAR as a whole. Like, yeah, they're doing all these cool things, like the Chicago Street Race, and they're, you know, we're going to Iowa this year. We're we're doing some things that people have wanted them to do for a long time. We've gone back to Wilkesboro, but through all that nascar is putting a lot of the financial burden on the teams right like they're taking on a decent amount of burden with like the you know you hear about the chicago street race the clash you know they had to refund millions of dollars worth of tickets from the sounds of it but the teams are taking on just as much if not more of that burden and they don't really gain anything from it you know what i mean where nascar still gains a lot from it yep that's the one unfortunate part of bringing an event like the clash out and about is there's not a lot of payoff other than like like there's there's especially no like tangible yeah payoff there's eyes and there's other stuff that you can't really see or quantify but you don't get anything in the numbers in 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 the numbers as far as finances or like audience and it's like even even attendance in some ways like like meaningful attendance right like, like like the clash may not have gotten the most attendance of any NASCAR race ever, which everyone's going to like, people would be mad about that, but like it brought it to a lot of really new fans and a lot of young fans. Like there were like the, the few crowd shots that we got from, from like the race event that night were all like, there was like just a ton of kids, which is like a big deal. That's a good thing. Obviously there also was only like 5,000 people in there, unfortunately, but they got in for um, free. They didn't have to pay for anything. That's true. Imagine if NASCAR, went forward with not allowing people in for that day yeah that would have been bad (laughs) that would have been really bad that would have been bad and i keep seeing all these i keep seeing um all these hot takes from like every nascar twitter personality like oh use the money that you made to that you used to build the clash track track. every year reinvest in your short track yeah the short track that's now gonna have all of this for the clash that isn't going to be there anymore these facilities that aren't going to be like they aren't going to be able to upkeep these facilities because it takes more money because they run a mostly regional or local series it doesn't quite work like that like they're not going to have they're not going to have the cup series every year right to pay for it doesn't work there there's tracks though that kind of fit that profile that people would want you know like i I think of like a south boston Mm -hmm. or uh you know um that's the only one that's coming to mind. I'm sure there's other. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. But, like Weaver always talks about how he wants to bring the Clash to New Smyrna. Yeah, and stuff like that. I, I think if you can, if you want to keep doing the touring thing, keep it east of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Don't make the teams go outside of the Central Time Zone. Go run the Clash in Texas or something. You know, let them see a real race down there. <laughs> God. I don't, know. I don't know. Are you advocating for the Clash to be at Texas Motor Speedway, Joe? Yep. I'm the legend, Zolful. Shut up. Okay. Good lord. <laughs> but don't bring it to Daytona unless we're having speed weeks. Because there's no point. They should do it on the backstretch. <sighs> Joe? What? They tore down the backstretch grandstands. <laughs> Put up temporary ones. They probably still have the backstretch grandstands, like, laying in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> For being oh, real. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, I, yeah, you can't go back to Daytona, but I, I think there are things where you could could do some fun stuff. Maybe, yeah. maybe you go to St. Louis and you you race in the um, whatever that stadium's called there, or you, I don't know, go to Ford Field in Detroit or something, or 
Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder why he's suggesting that one, guys. I wonder why the guy who lives in Michigan is suggesting that one. Joe, race, why are you suggesting that one? Arbor. I don't know. Who goes uh, yeah. snow plows? Um. Anyways, God. speaking of trying to like reach out and do a lot of fun stuff, of course, NASCAR uh, Full Speed was on Netflix last week. Released, very good reviews on it. Have you watched through the entire show? I haven't watched through. I've gotten through episode three with two different sets of people. Okay, all right. So I won't go into too much detail, but thoughts, opinions. I think it's great. It it's a good look for the sport, right? It's good. Humanize I, I think, the drivers, and I think they chose good drivers to sort of star in it. I think that the characters around those drivers also ended up being good. Like like almost almost every interaction with Booty Barker is just absolute gold. gold. It's just gold. It's a gold mine. I can see why they stuck around them. After the Roval. After the Roval, especially. I think it was Texas. It was Texas. Yeah, yeah, it was Texas, actually. Get that camera out of my face. <laughs> you unhook me. <laughs> so you said you don't get too high or low. <laughs> and then, uh, famous quotable line, uh, when you listen to it, You'll laugh. You'll know where you'll know you'll know what I'm referring to when you get to it if you watch it. But you need to watch it. It's very good. It's a very good show. Um, but I've been enjoying it. I think everyone I know was enjoying it as well. Pretty sure. I don't think anyone was not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really hard to hit the heights of Drive to Survive just because like people just latched onto that show. It became yeah. like mania. It like it almost like it's not really repeatable exactly what Drive to Survive did. But it doesn't um, need to be though. It doesn't need to be, and that that was kind of like my next point was like it didn't. It, we don't we don't ha- we don't have to follow up Drive to Survive. We just need to be able to tell a good story, and that gets people. Um, and that they did. I I think the crew that did that told a really good story for all those drivers, all the drivers involved, and and I I like the way it was formatted with the rounds for ep- per episode and whatnot. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean I, I agree with all that. I, I got the the point of this show was to. Remember how Kevin Harvick talked about, you know, we need to make these drivers look like rock stars. Mm-hmm. They are rock stars. I think yes. it does a good job of kind of, it, it delves into the psyche of a race car driver without making them feel like they're unattainable or like mm-hmm. being that is unattainable. Um, I've never watched Drive to Survive. It's so difficult to like get a lot of these drivers out of their shells on a week in, week out basis. So having this form of content and this form of media to do that is really important. Would it have been good if Chase Elliott was in the playoffs while the show was going on? Yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't necessary for this because the other thing is you're trying to you're trying to get to a more casual fan, right? So it is so so important to to do that and feel like they did. Yeah. You had good I characters, right? Like good characters. That's that's the biggest thing. Couldn't agree more. And like, like it's hard to do. It's hard to make a show like that and keep it interesting. Like, I feel like every every sport, and especially motorsports, they they all try to make a show like this. Mm-hmm. They always do. There was one for IMSA like four or five years ago that if I knew the name of it, you would have never heard of it because no one watched it because it didn't tell it because it was just boring. It's just like, hey, let's get some B roll footage of Jordan Taylor at his house or whatever. And it's like it just doesn't tell an actual story. This one I felt like you actually got really good access even more access than you got with driver survive as far as like like um the perspective into the driver's lives and the perspective of a driver looking at the situations that each of the personalities were presented with and it just told those stories really well um and that's important 
again, it's hard to follow. You can't follow up Drive to Survive. It's impossible, and you don't need it to. And I really hope there's like we like I I, ho- I do hope for NASCAR that they get that moment where like a bunch of people latch onto it who aren't fans. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen I haven't seen too much from people who aren't fans already of NASCAR. I, I have seen some. I have seen. I've actually seen a lot of stuff from um, like non NASCAR motorsports fans, and they've all enjoyed it, and that's good. Um, but that's not the goal. Know, that's not the goal. It'd be not. It. It. I was, and I'm sure it exists. I just haven't seen it yet. Of um, non racing fans in general who stumble across it and and comments on it or like it or or get into like the shareable, memeable moments, like I was saying with Booty Barker <laughs> earlier. Uh, or the whole but I'm sure it'll come. Tyler Reddick as well. <laughs> Tyler Reddick takes his pre-race preparation very seriously. Of course. How could <laughs> just, you? He's just like me. He's just like me for real, for real. Um, all right. Well, let's go from the shop because there's a couple things. Uh, one, this first one we're going to talk about, maybe not as important in the grand scheme of things. And the second <clears throat> thing, really important, and you love talking about it. <laughs> yes, uh, I do. So first off, she, uh, SVG going to run seven races in the colleague 16 i thought we had all penciled him in to be in the 91 for the a couple of races but it seems like trek house wants him to not be in that car not as a way to like you know oh we don't want him but as a way to like either keep that car open or maybe there's resources there that they don't have this year because they're also fielding a you know a third cup car for saint smith in a few ways yeah yeah it, it does start to like you know, you, you you know, you Justin Marks is a smart guy. He probably doesn't want to spread his program too thin. I know Project Ninety One is like, oh, it's technically a different. It's not. It's all. It's all track. It's all track house. But it makes sense. Uh, given that Project Ninety One is meant to run a few races a year, Zane Smith is doing what he's doing. Um, I totally get why they don't want to pony up the ninety one car for seven races this season when they probably already have someone penciled in to do other ones who isn't Shane Van Gisbergen. Um, those Makes races sense. will be Coda, the two Dager races, the World 600, the Chicago Street Race, Watkins Glen, and the Vegas Fall Race. I thought those were interesting picks. Oh, those are cool. Those are um, cool. <laughs> I just, it's weird because you, you would have thought AJ would have just been on lock for the for all the road courses, right? Yeah, That's you would what think I that. Thought. You would think that. But also, you never know, I, you know, we don't know what AJ's motivations are. He might really want to run for that championship in Xfinity, and maybe he wants full focus on it. Well, maybe Shane wants to do that too. Because remember, he's going to yeah, be running he... full time in Xfinity. <laughs> well, Shane Van Gisbergen's objective this season is to learn, so I think True. he just wants to race everything he can. Fair enough. Slightly different than AJ. Slightly different. Who knows what he wants to run? Knows he can probably win a championship in that equipment because he almost did it before, mm-hmm. and he's going to go probably try and do it. I hope he does. Of course, I'll get proven wrong in like three weeks when they announce his road course cup schedule, and it's every road course. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, well, they got him I in a wrong. third car for a couple. Of those yeah, races. exactly. <laughs> All right, well, you know, it'll be fun to see. And then sponsorship lineup hasn't been announced, but I would assume it's like Trackhouse Partners and stuff on that yep. car for those races. So WeatherTech, <laughs> WeatherTech, Wendy's, and Better Health. So cool. Um, what else? Oh, Red Bull, please, Red Bull. Oh, Red Bull. <laughs> probably not on the colleague car, but... Probably not on the colleague car. Because of Celsius. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. Charters. 
This is the big one. Yeah, it got announced late last week that uh, they've kind of walked away from the table, right? I don't. They yeah, they've yeah, they're outside gonna outside of their negotiating window. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna let negotiations expire," which could be exactly what they're gonna do, or it could be bargaining chip, a little bit of leverage. It's leverage for the teams, right? Because now the teams yep. are allowed to explore, and they're not stuck to being exclusive. What a mess! <laughs> what a mess! How... What an absolute I just, disaster! I don't understand how. I mean, I, I guess in NASCAR, I mean, NASCAR doesn't care because they don't really gain anything by these teams selling these charters, but you would feel like the teams would be pretty invested in getting this thing done. But on the other hand, they also have to make it make financial sense, and NASCAR knows that they need to get it done. So why not make yep. it more, you know, not make financial sense for them? I don't know what's going on. I, I think the teams just really, really are stuck on wanting more money from whatever deal they got going on as far as like whatever whatever's coming in from the TV partners and they just don't want to budge because that's really what it is right they're right. like it's that, that that's probably the the thing that's stopping it is m- financial negotiations from teams to NASCAR and how much money they're going to get do and cuz we've talked about TV TV numbers that's at the end of the day that's what makes the money right it's not ticket sales it's not sponsorships it's it's TV money that's that's mm-hmm. the big thing here do we know because right now the Cup Series gets ninety percent of the you know of the payouts that NASCAR gives to teams across the top three series? Mm-hmm. Do we know is the Cup Series TV deal, the Xfinity Series TV deal, and the Truck Series TV deal are they all exclusive to those series? Hmm. Or because like the one thing to think about is like the Xfinity deal I thought got kind of bundled in with the Cup deal the last time around, right? But it would tr- seem it wouldn't be the, that wouldn't be the case this exactly. upcoming, especially yeah, because you CW have stuff. well, you have different partners with the CW, and yep. then you have new partners for the Cup Series. Well, you got one new old partner and one brand new partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the Truck Series is just going to waste away on FS1 because who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> FS1's willing to spend a few bucks on it, so there you go. Have fun. <laughs> what a what a oh god! Yeah. I don't want to swear, but. What a waste. What a waste. But it, it's just, it, like you said, I think teams might be hung up on a number, but also NASCAR is probably not budging because they know they don't have to. You know what my thing it's, is? It's NASCAR has up? bent the knee so many times to the RTA, and the RTA just keeps taking. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, the teams have bent the knee to NASCAR so many times, and NASCAR keeps taking. It's like, guys, just work together. You know, it's that easy. Like, really, it should be same team. They should be on the same team. They both need each other. Exactly. Like, why are we why why are we acting like they don't? Why are they both acting like they don't need each other? What like what are we gaining? Nothing. We're not gaining I mean, anything. I mean, really, NASCAR doesn't need the teams as much as the teams need NASCAR, in my opinion. I think yeah, but I think in the grand scheme of things, they both need they each other. They still need each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's less so on one end. Yeah. One one end can definitely survive, but <laughs> hey, Andretti. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just just the all new teams. It's the NASCAR split, baby. We're here. We're back. It's been prophesized. The cars it's tour. Happening. <laughs> the cars tour. All the current NASCAR teams have entered late model stocks. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is rolling in money that he will not spend to fund a Cup Series team. <laughs> well, it doesn't make financial sense, Davey. 
<laughs> I bet it doesn't. I bet it goddamn doesn't. But it does make financial sense to run a four-car Xfinity team. Um, <laughs> listen, man. That Brandon Jones trashes a car per week. Yeah, but that Menards money's good. <laughs> you better hope it is. <laughs> Damn. Check ain't bouncing yet. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to bottom split moment of the week. I mean, we've already arrived here. We're not even 30 minutes in, but what's your bottom split moment of the week, Davey? Um, jeez. There's one really easy one. Is there? Yeah. What? I got it. Have, have I not been paying attention? F1. You go first. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. FIA. That's a good one. Yeah. How, I don't know how you trash one of the most legendary names in all of motorsports by saying, oh, boy. no, 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 you need us. We don't need you. Oh, boy. It's getting spicy in here. Screw off with that. That's why, that's why people don't like you. You know what I mean? That's why it's people don't spicy. like the FIA. That's why people don't like spice. the the Formula One owners, oh whatever gosh. your company's called or whatever your group is. Nobody cares. Oh, well, they won't be competitive. <coughs> One Let's team do. won all but three races last year. What are you <laughs> talking about? Competitive. Here's, so, here's my main issue with that, and we're gonna we're gonna dive down this rabbit hole a little bit because we have the time. Competitive. Where, where are all of the new Formula One tracks going, Joe? Oh, Name I the country. Hmm, let me think. Oh, the United States. Which team in Haas. Formula One is United States F1 team? Haas. Which team in Formula One got really disenfranchised when they hired a little asshole driver from Russia who was a POS, like, openly and was very bad and made a lot of Americans not like that team? Haas. What could they do and who could do it to become a team that Americans can latch on to now that Formula One is growing its already very large presence in the United States. Andretti! <laughs> I just don't... It doesn't make Andretti any sense. Andretti Cadillac, too. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's an American exactly. OEM. It's It would be an American team. That would One most of the most likely... legendary names in all of motorsports, by the way. I would assume that team would be based off of somewhere in the East Coast. They'd, they'd probably set up a second headquarters there. It'd be easier travel-wise, I would assume. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't. Do, do they freight F1 cars or do they fly them? I don't know. Freight, I think. So Ship them everywhere. You but know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Formula doesn't One make is sense. Almost all of Formula One's, like, main business moves like the high value big time big news moves have all been about formula one in the united states miami vegas coda if you want to go back a little bit over a decade they filed trademarks recently literally in the last week and a half about a grand prix in chicago by the way nascar did it first um and we have an american we have an american f1 team who was already approved to compete by the way already got approval to actually compete they just were rejected in, like, a second step of the process who would bridge the gap of, like, people who enjoy Formula One or, like, Formula, maybe maybe Americans who like racing or Americans who, like, watch Drive to Survive and think, oh, that's cool. Okay. Like, like an American team that has roots here that, like, uh, Haas, for everything that they've done in NASCAR, their success was still relatively new when they joined Formula One and they're not 
like there's not like a tenure there with uh, that Andretti has in IndyCar and just the name alone, which is like pop culturally still relevant today. You could look up any like you could look up a rap song and like the last like. 10 years there's a probably a 10 percent chance that there's some reference to an andretti in it still over any other <laughs> racing or driver like before anyone says nascar they say andretti i'm dead ass serious like there's there's just no there's no losing and it's all because formula one wants to be they 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 they, they yeah we already know where we're going with this they're just they're just snobby they're just little b-i-t-z-h-e-s-s. they are literally they are every you know Everyone makes fun of, like, you know, NASCARs, like, for the redneck hillbillies, you know, IndyCars, people that think they're smart, but they're not. <laughs> Jeez. F1s for the people that are think they're better than you, even though they're not. And once again, they go out and step in the poop. I mean, yep. like... And I'll, I'll give Formula One fans a lot of credit. I, I have a lot of problems with a lot of things Formula One fans think as far as their opinions on racing. I very frequently actively avoid Formula One uh, areas on social media. Uh, every, everyone agrees that it was dumb. Everyone oh, yeah. agrees that it's stupid. And that I, I love it. I love it because it is dumb and it is stupid. Um, did you hear that recently? Like one of the reasons that they didn't get this final approval was because the email went to a spam folder and no one thought to call Andretti or email them again. Huh. It's almost like they didn't want them to join or something. Yeah, no shit. No <laughs> shit. Just stupid. I don't even care about F1 and I think that's one of the dumbest things that's happened in the offseason. I, I Just liked, a waste. I liked how they followed it up though to try to like bury the lead the next day with <laughs> that Lewis news. Lewis Hamilton's going to Ferrari, so th- that's all people have probably been talking about since then. But yeah, we don't need they pulled to discuss a, that. They pulled a uh, American politics on it. Just pretty much some bigger news. No one will talk about it. In case of uh, <laughs> gotta love those Friday uh, media dumps, you know. Yep. <laughs> oh, some bad stuff happened this week. Lewis Hamilton's joining Ferrari. <laughs> Literally after the Andretti news, I already saw like a couple. Motorsports journalists being like, oh man, but the news that's coming tomorrow, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that, that FOM check cleared, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, God. Do you have a bottom split moment or do you just want to make, you just want to make it F1? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to make it F1. I'm going to do something different. Um, man, and again, it's no one's fault, but uh, it was a shame to see the way uh, the way the Mexico Series race ended up kind of going where it was going to be a really big precursor to the big event on Sunday, and it got yeah. kind of moved after the cup race. It was unfortunate. I, there was a lot of people in the crowd, luckily, but it definitely could have been a much bigger event for that series overall, and I would have been happy for the drivers and the fans and people who participated, and it would have been really cool. Well, and it got a crappy television slot too, right? 10.30 yep. on FS2. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Not a good – you know, they were going to be on FS1 for it. Yep. With coverage yep. bleeding over to Fox and – yeah, that one was a that one was a toughie. Felt bad for them. Um, all right. Well, with that, I, what was your road to pro moment? My road to pro moment. I'm Joe. We Go talked ahead. about this just now. And when it comes to Formula One, <laughs> I'm a Ferrari fan. Yeah. And it is pretty goddamn cool that Lewis Hamilton is going to drive for Ferrari. Yeah. I haven't really had a driver that I've really liked at Ferrari since Sebastian left. Um, Sebastian Vettel for those unaware. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 you know. Um, so, 
it's man it's so cool i was pretty happy with that news um everyone's joking that it's gonna go terribly and it probably will because it's ferrari but ah man lewis hamilton and red's gonna be awesome you're still a mystique about ferrari and formula one i don't care who you are i don't care what you think i don't care what your opinion is i don't care how new you are to the sport you need to learn that ferrari has a mystique around it and uh anyone who gets to wear red it's pretty cool in my book so i mean i like it i'm a i'm a chrysler guy so yeah of course i'm a ferrari guy yeah, you know that legendary connection everyone knows about. Yeah, yeah. legendary connection Shut through the you know Chrysler going bankrupt in no yes. Fiat swooping in and is no, that even a thing anymore? Yeah, no. Now there's Stellantis. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. They merged right. with um, you know that big. What are they? Finnish. I think they're technically like a Finnish company now. Stellantis is. Who knows? What's your road to pro moment? It's like Peugeot and... <laughs> Is your road to pro Renault. moment that merger? And, uh... Okay, Joe. My road to pro moment... Um, <laughs> I'm not a Ty Gibbs fan, but Ty Gibbs, you know, and Joey Logano having a little beef there. <laughs> Couldn't think of two better folks. And Ty Gibbs kind of like holding his ground. Good job, Ty. I'll give you that one. I hope they wreck each other out of many races to come. Um, I just, I, I, we didn't even talk about it, but there are a couple little like Ricky Stenhouse being a, a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, Christ, he, he got in two fights or two arguments. He did. Or two, I saw. I that saw was crazy. Damn. He went, he went over to John Hunter at the halftime break and he was like, he was like wagging his head and then <laughs> <laughs> he was getting into a mid off with Michael McDowell. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and Fox didn't look at any of that. You know, they really could have, and it would have yeah. been pretty fun. Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain were mad at each other. Yep. Um, yep. That one's funny. I tell you, man, you need some, like, you need some, like MTV cameramen down there Ty for halftime. Ty Gibbs and Joey Logano, that that could be a really good rivalry if Ty, like, takes that next step this year. Oh, and they could be bo- they if, could both be so dumb together, even too. Even if Joey, like, stays where he was, I guess Ty would probably be there. They, they, yeah, they exactly. already kind of were around each other most of last year. That's why they don't like each yeah. other. So yeah, yeah, because Ty, Ty, obviously jo- Joey probably did the same thing to Ty. We just haven't seen it as much. But Ty drove Joey like a asshole, and so yeah, it's good. They both deserve each other, and Joey, that's what I like. About Joey it. also did it to to Ty on one of those restarts. Ty was the control car, and Joey just threw it into the corner. Yeah, like, like I said. They They're are made for each perfect other. Perfect for each other. It's perfect. It's a per- it's a match made in heaven of two drivers that I want angry at each other. Both of them I don't like, and they're both going to come out the other end looking worse. And I'm so excited. It's just going to be good. I used to I used to kind of like give Joey a fair shake. He's be like, ah, oh, you know, eh, you know, it wasn't that bad. So he gets he gets scapegoated a lot for things that aren't his fault. I can't stand him now. He just get it like you you are a champion twice over. It's time to grow whole, up. Yeah, the whole. Oh, well, when he puts the helmet on, he's a completely different person. Uh, I hate that. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Johnson was a completely different person, too, when he put his helmet on, but he wasn't a complete asshole. Yes. <laughs> it's just, oh, my God. Like, grow up. It's time to, like, be a professional. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good year if we're yeah. already fighting after a non-points race. I know, I know. It I really, barely paid like, anything. Like, I, the sport has been missing some good, like, Rivalries. Like that, some good rivalries. like proper rivalries, like the Ross and Denny thing. That was like a spat. That happened a little bit. They did their thing. 
whatever. I would need with... more Ross and Larson, man. That would have been so good. Ross and Larson's a good one. That would have been so good. Like, we need drivers who are, like, immature enough still to keep giving it back to each other. Like, yeah. we need someone, like, on the younger end of the spectrum there. Ty like, like a Ross... Joey Logano. Well, yeah, because Joey Logano is just a. Just he's still like a-hole. thirty-one, right? Yeah, and but he like he drives like he's twenty-two, so it's all good. Dang, he's driving like he's still driving for Gibbs, and why is he racing Ty like that? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean, Joe? I know. Lord. All right, but I'm hoping for that, like that, uh, like like that, like, like that 2014, like Brad Keselowski get beat up every week kind of deal. You know what I mean? That was pretty funny. That was a that was a fun time in the sport. <laughs> wasn't a fun time for me back then, but now I look back at it and I just laugh. Yeah, I shit you not. I shit you not though, Joe. If if we have something like that this year, especially with the Netflix show like now out, I bet it blows up. I bet it blows up now with like with TikTok and everything. Dude, give me give me Bubba Wallace just like getting angry at somebody, and then like Booty Barker. More clips of him, you know. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But like, but like, it's like, like with the way TikTok is and how it would, how it would run off with one of those clips. Like, it, like if if the Brad Keselowski stuff happened today, like the the TikTok clips of that would blow up, and yeah. NASCAR would be like a global phenomenon because of it. And I know that's like the wrong thing to want to promote, but also like, man, people care about emotions. That's why it's so good. That's why they like it. There's a place for it. Don't get mad when they promote it because it is cool and it's fun. And it's better Let than them be mad. It's better than them promoting wrecks where people almost die, you know? I mean, come on. Okay, well, yeah. Unless there are two evils. <laughs> Folks, if you want to get in on the action, make sure you comment down below. You can leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to the, to this on. You can follow us at Johto Network on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, at Fake Racers on Twitter, X, whatever. Um, Davey. They can follow you at Davy Hazard on Twitter. Uh, I'm gonna leave the Instagram out now because it's just private anyway. So it's like I don't find out. I'm not gonna approve you. Um, but also D7H5 are on Twitch. I am streaming more often now. Make sure you follow. Like go to it and follow now, and then like when I start streaming, you can watch it. Because then are you gonna be streaming I get, Saturday? Like, I will be streaming Saturday. In fact, I've gotten close to like the goals I need to get to be like a Twitch partner. Wow. I'm I'm like I'm like one or two average viewers off of being a Twitch partner. You're better than the main JTN Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like one or two viewers off, like average viewers off, and then I think I need to stream a few more times a month, which I I can do that. Especially like once I get moved out and stuff, I'll be able to. I'll have more time to kind of be in the rig, you know. Oh, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. we got great things planned for you folks at home. So, yeah, there's stuff coming. And it's a doozy, let me tell you. There's some doozies. There's some doozies. Um, like Purple Joe? I do, actually. Like, Purple's one of my... Here, let me just... I don't know if... There we go. Oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, Perfect. Hey, That's blue. It, no, this is purple. This is purple. It's purple? It's purple. And it's a Spurs thing, so it's purple. Okay. It's the lighting, I promise you. It's purple. I'm sure it's, it's the lighting. Blue. I just, yeah, it looks blue in the lighting. Kind of like how I'm these look die. blue, but they're purple. Yeah, they look, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, those lights are blue. Hey, <laughs> hey, Joe, it's, it's blue over there. <laughs> okay, buddy. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, follow us on our social media. Stay up to date. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think about all the things we talked about on this episode. 
Uh, next week we will do our full grid preview, I think, as long as there's no crazy news happening. Uh, but yep. we'll go through the grid. I don't think we're going to do a live show for the 500 qualifying this year. Uh, last year was kind of a dud and doesn't really fit with what we're trying to do here on the podcast anymore. So, you know, we appreciate you guys at home. We appreciate you for listening, for watching, however you support us. And we can't wait to see you guys on the next episode of the Fake Racers Podcast. Thank you. Bye. Tune in next week for Matt.